Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. We are continuing our teaching today on the Word of God, specifically that it is holy and powerful. Amen. And I want to remind you of one of the key verses that we continue to review during this series, and it is Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. And it says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but waters the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word, God's word, the word of God, that's a capital M right there, be that goes forth from my mouth. So from God's mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. We will continue to read and learn this in this series. So don't be surprised if we revisit this verse again, because we must learn and remember this verse as we go forth in our calling from Jesus. I want you to remember the word of God never has no effect and God confirms that here. And I believe it because it's written in this word and whatever God wrote is true. Amen. It comes to the ground and it does something it waters the ground and then what happens right we talked about scattering the seed in the last episode if you have not heard that yet I want to encourage you to pause and to go listen to that and then circle back here for the continued lesson but the word of God it grows it waters and it floods which could be considered judgment right? It could be good or bad for you, depending on if you receive the word or reject it. Why? Because the word of God is holy. It is living and powerful. Amen. Also in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, remember Jeremiah. So the word of God through the prophet Jeremiah, okay? He said, is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So again, Jeremiah was a prophet and the word of the Lord came through Jeremiah, but from God. Okay. The word of God is fire. It has power. And for whatever can't be burnt up, the word of God is also a hammer. It can break it apart. Amen. In Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. A lot of people like to omit that part and his righteousness because they don't understand it. So they just take it out. You cannot take it out, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What things? The promises of God. This is a short verse in Matthew 6, 33, but it is so important. We've already learned what seek means. So just to remind you, it's to diligently endeavor. It's an action. Okay. So when you're seeking, it's an action. We learned about the kingdom of God also, which is critical as the kingdom of God is taught in many kinds of religious activities, but it's never expound upon. You need to understand what the kingdom of God is because many think it's church. Many think it's some sort of religious practice, but no, it's not. 
Let's be reminded of what the kingdom of God is in Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 27. This is the parable of the growing seed. Starting in verse 26, it says, And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. And again, this is review. We've spent time here already. But the kingdom of God is like a person who scatters. So not digging, not tilling the ground. That's planting. God said scatter. And we don't scatter in the same spot or else it's going to result in a mountain of seeds. So it's a person who scatters. This is the kingdom of God. It's a person who scatters the seed on the ground. So there are three components to this teaching in this parable. There's man. There's seeds being sowed, and then there's the ground that takes the seed, the ground who takes the seed. Amen? Verse 27, and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. Okay, so the man doesn't have to do anything. The seed sprouts and grows. The verse says it should grow. Why? Because all the seed needs is a person to scatter it. And I'm going to say that again. All the seed needs is a person to scatter it. Do you see it? Me and you, we ought to scatter the seed or speak the word of God that is holy and powerful. We just need to speak it. You should understand the seed has built in holiness and power. The word of God has built in holiness and power. When we release it, there is holiness and power in what it is that we're saying. It is not something to alter. It is not something to ignore. It is something that you need to respect and I need to respect with fear and trembling. Knowing, knowing that the result of what we hear, it will manifest in our life, good or bad, depending on if we receive it or not. That's what God says. Do you remember in Genesis, the word of God creates, we talked about that. God said, let there be light. And then what? It was so. Why? Because the word of God creates. It is powerful. You know, church is more than worship songs. It must include the word of God. And the word we hear must exit the church buildings. Why? So we can scatter the seed. You know, the word of God doesn't say scatter the seed in your pew. Scatter the seed to the one sitting to the left or right of you in church right now. No, we take what we learn and we scatter it right? That's why it's so important that when we hear it, immediately we abide by it and we receive it and we believe it to be true because God is true. Amen. We sow the seed. And even still Satan using witchcraft, he's invaded the church to take the people's attention. So I'm talking about your attention. I'm talking about my attention. He wants to take the attention away from the word of God. So no word can be received resulting in no transformation of that person or conversion of your soul. So what am I saying here? Satan is diligently seeking to make sure that people stay the same, that they cannot be transformed by the powerful word of God. And I just want to take a moment here to say that Satan can enter the church. Even recently, I've heard others say, Satan can't come in the church, it's holy ground. Satan can't come in my house, my parents are pastors. That's not true. Many think that because it's a church that the enemy cannot enter, okay? But I want to remind you that Satan knows the word of God better than most people care to learn. And demons are in the air. We learn that in Ephesians. That is why Satan is the prince of the power of the air. 
He is waiting to devour that word of God as soon as it's released. And he's waiting and watching you to make sure that you don't endeavor to understand it upon receiving it. Why? Unless he steals it, it will prosper on its own because it's powerful. It's holy and powerful. It's built into the word of God. This is why many leave church and can't remember what they learned from the time they sat down there until the time they sit in their car in the parking lot. It's because the demons already took it. They've already devoured it. Jesus shared about a different seed. In the parable of the sower, there's different types of ground, which symbolized different types of people. Okay, we're going to focus on one type for the purpose of this podcast today. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 to 4, it says, Then he spoke many things to them in parables. So Jesus spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. So Jesus says, Behold, meaning pay attention. A sower, a sower, somebody doing the work. Do you want to be a sower? Don't be ashamed to admit that you are a sower for God, that you want to be a sower for God. I want that. As the sower was sowing the seed, meaning, for example, the pastor is speaking the powerful word of God, right? Sowing the seed, the birds, which symbolize demons, devour it. When you continue in Matthew chapter 3, verse 9, Jesus says, He who has ears, let him hear. This implies, for Jesus to say this, this implies that all who have ears are actually hearing and understanding the word of God. And we can even learn more about this in Mark chapter 4, verse 15. And it says, and these are the ones by the wayside, meaning the seeds where the word is sown, where they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Okay, so Satan takes away what was sown in your hearts. Why? Because it was by the wayside. Why is it by the wayside? Because it was not received. You see, these, which are the seeds, I want to be clear, they end up by the wayside. Why are they on the wayside? Because the different types of people fail to receive and endeavor to understand the word of God, which they heard in that moment. When they hear, right, Satan came immediately. Can you say that out loud? Satan came immediately. And again, Satan came immediately to do what? To steal the seed sown into your heart. As that's happening, as we're hearing it, he is there. Meaning as the seed is being sown into your heart, Satan tells his demons, eat up, it's time to feast. The demons are waiting right next to you in the air for the signs that say you aren't paying attention. That that lady goes in and out of the service. I'm going to get that word. This one's on her cell phone. This one's filing her nails. The demons are studying you. They're looking at the one not taking notes, not writing it down. The demons can see that you do not care or endeavor to learn the word of God. Why is Satan in the church? Because Satan needs to worry about us in the church. Because we scatter the seed. We ruin his plan. Jesus is saying, behold. Again, pay attention, not attendance. He needs your attention, not attendance. Attention and attendance are different. Going to church to have attendance is nothing if you do not endeavor to understand the word of God, which you are going to hear. Amen. 
Remember when we talked about Venice? It's a really good example to remember. When the bird seed is scattered and all the birds come, all the pigeons come, and they eat up all that food. I personally have pictures of that. It's a great example to remember how quickly the demons are coming to take the word that is sown into our hearts. But they don't have to take it because we can abide by it immediately and diligently endeavor to understand it. Amen. In some of the verses that we just read, the word mentions wayside. This is a path that you walk next to crops, for example. It's like a pathway. So when you think about a wayside, when it starts, one person makes a path, right? They, need to, they don't want to walk through the crops. They need to walk around them. Then soon, another, slightly seeing the path, also walks that same path. And then another walks it. And then another. So what happens to the path? Well, the more people who walk on the path, the harder the ground gets. And the seeds just sit there. So Satan comes immediately because if he doesn't, the word of God will work by itself. So Satan is the keeper of the wayside. It is the hearer of the word of God who must take the word seriously and be ready to abide in the word immediately. Because faith is now. Can you say that? Faith is now. It's for the now. You don't say, oh, I'm going to have faith on Tuesday. No, no, no. You need to have it right now. Unless you have the faith now, the word is immediately taken away by Satan. And when you fail to respond immediately, meaning to abide and allow it to change you, the word of God to change you, this makes the hearer accountable to the word of God. So hearing the word of God brings a time to judgment in the life of the one who fails to abide immediately. So this is a future judgment I'm talking about. It could bring blessings if you abide by the word of God. Or there could be a future devastation if you fail to abide. It is like a time bomb. Remember talking about this in previous episodes? And have you ever seen cartoons where it's like a, a pack of dynamites with a timer? That is like the word of God. It's serious. Can you imagine holding that pack of dynamites as it ticks? Things just got a lot more serious, right? This is how we ought to treat the word of God. It will explode without a doubt. Because God said, it is powerful. We are the first recipient of God's word as those who consistently attend church. So it's you and I who are accountable here. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, it says, And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. So this verse says, whoever, meaning a person, not an animal, any person, no matter the status, it doesn't matter how much money you have, if you're the president or a janitor, if anyone rejects the word of God that you scatter, shake off the dust, meaning take nothing with you from that place, disconnect from those who do not listen. We don't beg for souls, okay? We have the seeds, we scatter it, we speak it. And Jesus says when the word is rejected, just leave it all there. Don't get discouraged. Shake it off. Jesus handles it. Verse 15, Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Meaning, it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah, who experienced terrible things, than for the city or the person who rejects the word of God that you have shared. So when it says, assuredly, meaning 100%, for sure, without a doubt. And do you know what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah? It rained fire on the people. And Jesus is saying for the one who rejects the word, it's worse. 
It's worse than having brimstone rained on you. So we must qualify as a servant of God to be a beneficiary of Jesus's promises. Jesus is the one who said to walk away from those who reject the word, not to hate them, right? We don't hate the one who rejects, but we don't partake with them or let them impact you, right? Jesus will handle it. We love them, but we have an obligation to scatter the seed. And you know what? When you're a servant of God and you're saved and the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you, you're going to want to do it. You're going to want to do it and find opportunities to share. So the word of God doesn't return void. It's double-edged. It will bless or curse depending on the one who hears it. It's always the hearer's fault. And I want to stress that. It's not the sower's fault. It's the hearer's fault. For the things that will come to pass in the hearer's life who rejected the word of God, it's the hearer's fault. So though Satan will steal the word that is rejected, the hearer is left with judgment. So the hearer who rejects the word is not left with nothing. Judgment and accountability. The problem in the life of the one who does not listen will come. Again, a timed judgment. And it is going to be a hard life. The more that you rebel against God and you don't allow the words to transform you, the harder your life will be. And I'm not the judge of that. God's the judge of that. But then later, if you continue to reject and reject, it will lead anyone who does that to eternal torment in hell. How many people do you think are in judgment now? And those people are mainly in the church. They keep coming to their pastor saying, why is my life this way? Then they reason with themselves and convince themselves that life is like a roller coaster. Have you heard that before? People say, oh, life is full of ups and downs. When you endeavor to find the kingdom of God, to diligently seek it, you're up. I'm not saying you have a perfect life, but you are up. Why? Because Jesus is going to bring you up. God through Jeremiah said, He has plans for us, so people like you and me, that if we walk in his ways, in God's ways, God will bring us a future and a hope. God has a good plan for us to prosper us. And we're almost at the end here, but people in the book of Acts, they were afraid to join the church. Why was this? Because they feared God. Do you remember Ananias and Sapphira? They dropped dead for lying. People saw that. They saw the authority of God and they were afraid. That's not like today. People aren't afraid to take God lightly. In James chapter 1, verse 21, told us to receive the word of God with meekness. Why? Do you remember? Because when we receive it in meekness, acknowledging that I'm not good and I need to hear this word so that I can implement it in my life to be good, it will save your soul. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. We are accountable first. And now, right now, we hear the word of God first. So I want to encourage you to take his word seriously. Abide in it immediately. And commit to living a righteous life as you learn the standard of God and what is acceptable to him. Because this is truly how you can be in his will. And it is the safest place to be. 
This is shared with the love of the Lord. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.